Thank you for tuning in. This is a BGM podcast extra with Arjun Gupta. So initially this was going to be a segment podcast, which is why you hear me announce that at the beginning, but I decided to make this a solo extra podcast for you. Give you a little something special and extra to your podcast collection this week as you're listening in to your favorite shows. And I was pleased to have two co-hosts with me, Karan, who's been on our podcast before. She's a new host. And also, Afia. Afia is a new host and has been a long-time, long-time contributor to Black Girl Nerds. You may have seen many of her works through the Penny Dreadful recaps and various articles about gargoyles and just being an introverted, weird nerd. Um, So I was very pleased to have Afia come on, and she did a fantastic job on her first day as a BGM podcaster. Lo and behold, she gets to interview Arjun Gupta. Arjun stars in the new sci-fi series called The Magicians. You may be familiar with his previous works. He's worked on Nurse Jackie and How to Get Away with Murder. And in this new role, he plays the role of Penny. Penny attends this school. It's a university for magicians. And each of them are sort of trying to meander their way and figure their identities as magicians and also understand these powers and these supernatural abilities that they have as spellcasters. It's actually based off of a series of books that have now been adapted into an episodic series that you can catch Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Sci-Fi Network. So Arjun talks to us about his role there. He's also a podcaster too, so he talks about his podcast called American Desus and also about not the word diversity because diversity is really the word we want to kind of shy away from but how normalization of people from different races sexually gender fluid people and that all different people be brought to the conversation and that it's not just this hegemony of people that all look the same so i was very pleased that he was so candid in his interview and very open and honest with us and also talks about his works with the homeless and how he calls himself a service member not an activist which is a very humbling thing so sit back relax enjoy bgm podcast extra Welcome to this segment of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie. I am your host. I am so thrilled that you guys are listening into this segment because if you are a fan of shows like Nurse Jackie, How to Get Away with Murder, and currently on Sci-Fi Network's The Magicians, I have here Arjun Gupta to talk to us about everything related to the entertainment industry and his career as an actor. So oh, wow. thank you so much for, for coming on the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Oh, please. Thank you so much for having me. So I, I want to start off by having you introduce us to our listeners by telling them briefly who you are and what you do. All right. My, my name is Arjun Gupta. I am an actor, a producer. Um, it sounds so douchey when everyone says they're a producer. But I, what I mean when I say that is I have a podcast and I run a theater company, both of which I started out here um and i was thinking about this before we talked i i want to i i'm not comfortable calling myself an activist so i'm going to use the term service member mm. that's what i'm going to say that's good 
And what in what capacity uh, are you a service member? Um, so that's a good question, and I'm glad you asked that because I thought this one out too. Um, I believe I have a strong belief that art is service, and I feel very blessed and grateful from the family that I come from that we. I was raised with the idea of service to those around you in various different ways. I have two older sisters, both of them, one of them's a teacher uh, and the other one's a pediatrician. My father's a physician. My, my grandmother, you know, has with her, uh, with what, like a women's club in India has started a school out there. Her mother like used to work with Mother Teresa um, and then started a school for, or helped start a school for the blind. So I've just come from this place where I understand that like we have responsibilities to those around us. And for me, it's, I wanted I wanted to come through my art. And so I think art has incredible power in the world. You know, our our wisest people in the tribes um, to even now are storytellers. Mm. Stories have impact. They have a way of shaping the world the way that we see the world. And I feel like I can have an impact through that. And you're having an impact currently on television with respect to your new show called The Magicians. It's such a unique and rich story surrounding this academy of students who study and practice magic. And you play the role of Penny, who's a lone drifter and a bit detached at times. How did you prepare for these kinds of roles when a character is so complicated like Penny? Um, you know, I think that all people are complicated. I think that mm. just Penny, I get the opportunity to show the complications. I think that I've been, you know, I've been fortunate that the, the work that I've gotten to play are, you know, from Sam on Nurse Jack, it was incredibly complicated. But, you know, you only have a half hour on that to show that bit of that world. So I try to take the same approach with all characters that I play in building a very rich, you know, backstory really understanding these people as three-dimensional people because I'm honoring someone, you know, I'm honoring a story. I'm honoring, you know, someone's going to see themselves reflected in me in whatever character that I'm playing. Someone's going to see themselves reflected. And I think that's an immense responsibility that I bring. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, not to get too esoteric, but the way that I break it down is honestly, I just work really hard hard to like tap into what is, you know, what makes this person tick? What, where is this person coming from? Because it could have been very easy for Penny, who, like you said, is a loner, is a bit of a drifter, very easily just could have just played him as a dick. You know what I mean? Just very surface <laughs> lever, just like yeah. this guy that's just a dick to everybody. But I wanted to know where that came from because what we know and what we've come to learn, and I think we've learned through society much more and we're seeing that, is that a lot of people that are angry, it's coming from fear. It's coming from pain. And so I really wanted to tap into what that pain was. Where was that coming from? And, and this is where, um, coincidentally, my, my work with my theater company kind of came in to help me out was because part of what we do with the theater company is we, you know, everyone in my theater company volunteers at least eight times out of the year. And we've partnered with the daytime homeless shelter for, for youth in L.A. And we do a workshop every Monday. And so in my work there, I got to see these people that had similar backgrounds and that they've been, you know, they're on their own out on the street and watching the effects of what that is. It was something that I could kind of take and apply to the work that I do on this show, The Magicians. And you have some really amazing artists that work with you with the theater. I'm curious about American Daisies. Am I pronouncing that correctly? 
Yeah, correct, American Daisies. Yeah. Correctly. See, you've got me tongue-tied. Um, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> American Daisies is your podcast, and I'd like to know how does your podcast keep you connected and what have you learned from your listeners? Oh, um, you know, it was actually something that I was pleasantly surprised in just how much I would learn from doing the podcast. When we started this, me and my boy Akash, you know, we were just, we wanted to just do something together because we have fun. We have a fun banter. Um, He's ridiculous. I'm somewhat ridiculous. And we just thought we would put that together and see how it worked. But we always wanted, we wanted to explore identity because this was stuff that we struggled with, you know, being first generation here and, you know, where we fit in, in the world and, and, and more specifically in the States. Learned so much of just like how much there is of a community and really how universal everything that we struggle with is, you know, the isolation, the shame, um, the need for community. It's not something that was just specific to, you know, us South Asians. It's something that we all feel. So that was probably the biggest takeaway for me so far. And this is this is Karan again. I want to take you back a moment to uh, episode one. Um, can we just mm-hmm. talk about that levitation for a moment? <laughs> I want to hear what y'all think about this levitation. Tell me, um, tell I was wondering about, about that scene. Like, was that really hard to shoot? Like, I how did you guys? I was really inspired. <laughs> how did you guys do that? Um, it, you know, it was, uh, everyone assumed, I don't know how many people assume, but I, I've gotten the impression that people think that that was visual effects. And it actually wasn't. Oh, that was, was that it was wired? Cool it wasn't wires either. I went, we shot the pilot in New Orleans, and I remember when I read that screen, when I read that, that scene, excuse me, I was like, oh, okay, they're going to do some green screen stuff. They're going to do some camera tricks. They'll flip the camera upside down, or just they'll do whatever they do. I don't know. And then I remember talking to our director, Mike Cahill, and he was like, nah, man, we're going to do that for real. And I said, what do you mean? So I ended up going to the special effects um, factory uh shout outs to spectrum fx in new orleans and they built they like put me in a plaster like they did a live casting from my my entire back and they used that plaster to build a platform that was basically like a giant seesaw and these two guys on the other end just lifted me and uh jade who plays katie just lifted us from the bed to the ceiling and then they just they painted it out in visual effects they painted out the thing but we actually flew up to the ceiling it's pretty cool. So it wasn't a visual effect. You actually levitate. We, I, <laughs> for you, Quran, yes. <laughs> for you, Quran, yes. What is your favorite not-so-obvious characteristic of Penny? Do you, do you like him? And would you and he be friends? Um, ooh, that's an interesting question. You know, it's interesting. It's hard for me to address the do I like Penny or not, because, uh, you know, my job as an actor and and in portraying him is to have no judgment for Mm -hmm. him. As soon as I start judging my characters, I can't honor them with clear mind and with like a clear portrayal. So I will skip to the would Arjun and Penny be friends. And yes, absolutely. I love people that tell it to them like straight. Like I'm I'm so about that. I, I, I really enjoy that. Um yeah, I mean, would he hurt sometimes? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if I would, like, count on him to, if I was, like, had a broken heart to, like, go up to him and be like, hey, man, I'm struggling right now. Right. Um, but, though, actually, I don't even know. I don't know. That's a hard question. <laughs> would you and Penny be friends? Oh, would we? We'd be good friends. <laughs> I, 
I'm going to keep it real. I don't think <laughs> I, I would be friends with him. I don't feel like we would have much in common. Like, not that he's an, an unlikable character, because there are some redeeming qualities to him. Right. But I just feel like we wouldn't have much to talk about, because he's into his own thing, and I'm too much of a nerd what? to really hang out with but that's what I think is phenomenal. That's what I think is really interesting about these stories, and like, and it's kind of interesting about, about life too. Is that the six of us actors and the six characters are wildly different human mm-hmm. beings, right? But they're placed in this environment where their their commonality becomes their experience, and it's through that experience that they end up, you know, getting to be forced interaction ends up like building something. Thing was as you'll see it ends up building something that's all i'll be able to say right now right but so i think it's an interesting comment on just like what these like these walls not even walls but these ideas that we have around who we can and can't have things in common with i think sometimes they're just maybe they're false maybe they're just constructs that aren't real mm. I don't know. I I feel real deep today, guys. I feel real (laughs) deep right now, guys. I don't know what's happening. I think part of Penny's honesty is because he feels so much. And that's why he and I would be cool. Because he does feel so much. And he can't deny what he feels. It's just all over him. Mm, That's true. You you asked one of my favorite... I don't know if this was exactly your question, but I I will say this. One of my favorite characteristics about Penny, and this is something that where myself and him differ is that he's incredibly unapologetic about the way he feels mm-hmm. and the way he makes others feel. Mm-hmm. And it, it's defi- that's really interesting and kind of liberating, to be completely honest, because he he'll, he'll, he'll keep it 100. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, he's not going to... There's nothing fake about this dude, you know? So, um, Arjun, have you yes. ever loved a black girl nerd? <laughs> Oh, um, tell me what you mean by that. You because there's so many different types of love, right? My I mean, best friend, my Eros best friend. agape, the fullest sense of oh, all of about... our nerd. And we're not monoliths. There's so many different versions of, of of what a black girl nerd is. You know, we we come in so many forms and fashions, but you know, we are definitely present in all of our fullness. And I think that's a lot for people to take when you have the brains and you have the beauty, and you have all of this information that we hold. <laughs> but I think, you know what, and you know what's funny to me, is what you're describing to me is just, a, is not just, but what you're describing to me is a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me is a woman. And yes, I have loved women. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the key thing, is I think that too often we're allowing ourselves to be, there's too many, like, little girls and boys running around the world right now. And I'm, talk- I'm talking about, like, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds that are little girls and boys. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like, there's just too much, too much of that. What you're talking about is somebody that's owning all of who they are. All of it. Their all brains, of it. their body, their mind, their sexuality, mm-hmm. their, all of it. Their levitation. Their, like, their levitation. <laughs> See, I knew was going to keep me real today right now. I thought a feel was going to keep me real, and it's been Kron, hasn't it? <laughs> I will tell you this though. I I, I call to my friend Rachel because she's my this, the woman is my best friend and she's um and she's she's someone who I hope to make many f- films with and and we've worked together a number of times. The first play I ever produced was with her out in um, a play of hers back in in New York in 2011. And I hit her up because I was just like, "Are you do you consider yourself a black girl nerd?" And she goes, "Sure." And I was like, "All right." 
That's interesting. But yeah, I mean, she's one of my closest friends. I, I, I love, I love people. And I love nerds. I don't consider myself a nerd. Um, but I don't even know what nerd means anymore. It's an, elu- it's an elusive term now. It, it means so many different things to so many different people. So I totally get that. But for, for me, nerd culture and, and what a nerd is, is someone who doesn't conform to the status quo and someone who's carving out their own path and, you know, marching to the beat of their own drum. So someone who embraces their ethnicities. Oh, then yes. <laughs> then you're a nerd. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, and also yes to your question before as well. Have you of, ever loved black girl nerd? nerd? Yes, then yes. All right. <laughs> there are the giggles. <laughs> That's good. Uh, sorry, I'm like catching my breath here. Um, so far, so far, we know that the Magicians has been renewed for a second season. So, congratulations to you on that. Um, do you have any idea how your character Penny will play into season two? Like, will he be more of a major player in on the overall show, or will he have like more of a solo mission as he taps into his um? his, I guess, his magical power, his his essence, if you will? Um, I don't have a clue at this moment. You know, I don't yet. We um, we are very excited we got renewed for the next season, which I'm stoked about. Um, we're, I think they're figuring all those answers out, to be honest. You know, I think that through the rest of the season, we just aired episode six last, uh, on this past Monday. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the season is really fascinating where they take Penny. Um, I remember every time I got a script, I was like, really? Oh, okay. Because you, someone yesterday, someone on this past Monday on Twitter was just like, oh, man, Penny's hit bottom. And I was like, y'all don't even know. This was the start. Mm-hmm. This was the start of the descent. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really interesting to see. We, we leave ourselves as, as a cast of characters. We're left in a very interesting and... Um, vulnerable place at the end of the season and it'll be fascinating fascinating to see where they take us as uh season two goes forth cool and um with the magicians having like a very science fiction fantasy lore element and still maintaining like a level of diversity among the cast members do you think it's possible that we can meet we can see more diverse fantasy based shows on tv that isn't necessarily based in superhero lore I hope so. I, I mean, I do. I think that this is where um, this is where I go back to what Shonda Rhimes said, mm. and I'm going to steal this quote forever because it's brilliant. <laughs> I know what you're not, about to say. <laughs> we're not diversifying TV; we're normalizing it. Thank right. you. Yeah. And yep. I think that that's an important as we talk about diversity, and this is diversity is something that I, I mean, like we all do. I think we. I feel safe to say that you three agree with me that diversity is important. But I think what's important about the conversation moving forward is what is diversity mean? Mm-hmm. To me, too often diversity means tokenism, and I'm right. not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. I'm. I'm. And I'm. I feel blessed that on our show, it's not treated that way. And I've been blessed to be on Nurse Jackie where it wasn't taught, where it wasn't treated that way. And I was definitely blessed, of course, to be on How to Get Away with Murder, where it's obviously not treated that way. Mm-hmm. And what we are, we have to move to like normalization 
of what the world is around us and let's reflect us. I had a really experience, really fascinating experience when I went to New York Comic Con. It was my first Comic Con that I'd ever been to. And, and this was my own misconceptions about nerd culture was I assumed that there was going to be a certain homogenization of, around there. And I was stunned when we were walking around the floor of Comic-Con with just how diverse ethnically, gender, um, age, and it, and it was beautiful. And so I think that, you know, I think we have, we have, we're moving toward, I think the paradigm is shifting. I feel it shifting. I think that the conversations that we're having around diversity are are definitely moving in a new direction. Um, but I think we still have more work to do. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, speaking of diversity with respect to uh, comic cons and, and television, I noticed that there's a lot of diversity happening in the podcast medium. And Karan touched on it earlier. You co-host a podcast called American Daisies. I, I listened to the Black Nerd episode for obvious reasons. Can you tell us more about how important the podcast space is right now for people of color and the work that you do on American Daisies? Well, you know, I, I interviewed the, we, uh, someone recently who we just interviewed on the podcast. Who, we're going to drop that so potentially next week was this guy Hernan Lopez and he's a uh, immigrant from Argentina who came to uh, to Miami in like 95 or 97 mm-hmm. and he rose to becoming like the head of Fox International and then he has since left to then start a, a podcast distribution site like he quit his job to start up something and I was talking to him about why I was like you man you were on the top of your game why are you leaving that right now what excited you about podcasts and he said that there's something about there's something about a podcast that allows for more intimacy and I think that the podcast allows people to be y'all can't see me right now but if I was on camera I would have to be sitting in a different position than I am right now because right now I'm really comfortable and that's allowing something subconsciously for me to be more comfortable with y'all and say things more comfortably and allow for more vulnerability yeah. in different ways. And I think that that's, to me, the power of podcast and the power of radio. And I think that as I mean, no medium in and of itself is important. It's what we do with it. Right. And so podcast allows people of color to have a medium where we can talk more in how do I want to say this? Give me a sec here. There, the things that we want to talk about as people of color as we're moving into progress, and not just people of color, but as as women, as everybody, the things that we want to talk about are messy, especially if you want to talk about change. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, having a space that allows for more vulnerability allows for that mess to exist. Is when we can actually confront the mess and then hopefully try to move forward through it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Specifically, certain demographics, it seems like we don't see enough representation in the South Asian community. However, mm-hmm. it's slowly unfolding with shows like Master of None and Quantico and the Mindy Project. What are your thoughts about that? Not that word diversity again, but normalizing, mm-hmm. um, you know, South a- Asian representation and um, also just its lack thereof in, in TV and film industries. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're, we're, you know, prime example of the paradigm shifting is what's happening within my community. Um, you know, Masters of None is a huge thing for us, um, a huge thing for, because here, you know, Aziz addresses things pretty head on. And 
you know, Mindy's been doing this for years, you know, and, and while people give her a lot of flack and I understand that and like people within the Indian community sometimes give her flack and I still understand that too. But, you know, she's she's cutting through the weeds for us in some ways, you know, and so I, I do I will always show love for her for that, you know, but, you know, there's a paradigm that was shifting. I remember when I auditioned for the Big Bang Theory, like, you know, however many years ago that was and during that time and for much of my career all the parts that were written as South Asian were these emasculated, you know, beta males. Mm. And it was interesting that, like, they weren't allowed to have any sort of power. And so I've been fortunate and and grateful that, you know, myself, there's Manish. um, I could list several other South Asian men who have gotten to play these men who are, who do have power Mm -hmm. and do, who are sexualized. And, And it's an interesting way that, like, where I've felt, like, my objectification has actually been a step forward for my people. From and when I'm talking my people, very specifically for South Asian men, people have reached out to me on Twitter and been like, "Yo, I didn't believe that you were Indian until I saw your name because you know we're never seen as like a powerful dude." Mm. And that meant wow. something. That hit me in a way. I was like, "Shit, we have work to do. We have work to do in fragmenting what like our portrayal of South Asian men is." And and not you know that's where I'm speaking from specifically, but universally as well like everyone needs that fragmentation excellent well arjun thank you so much for coming on our show before you go um can you just give us your social media shout outs where we can find you on the web and any other current or future projects that you're working on um, sure. Um, well, I mentioned briefly my, my theater company, Ammunition Theater Company, where if you, any of your listeners are out here in Southern California or near L.A., uh, um, our play is running uh, the next few weeks. All that information is on ammotheater.com. It's a really fun theatrical um, experience where the audience helps guide our fools through um, a complex landscape of social media, racial stereotypes, and a blowjob bonanza. <laughs> not expecting that okay nope <laughs> it's uh it's hilarious and it, it's it's fun and it's a lot of fun uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at arjun gupta bk that's a-r-j-u-n-g-u-p-t-a-b-k for brooklyn and i'm less esoteric on twitter so if that shit's a turn off don't worry i'm a little bit less <laughs> deep on those mediums you only have 140 characters to work i only got 140 characters what am i gonna do Uh, but i want to say thank you to you guys letting me on your show um and giving me a chance to talk with you all today thank Thank you you. 